0: Or is your imagination?
1: Uh, am this dark? is our best. This is our best model because they're the most thought-provoking. I'm Answer a, the question. I'm, the best. I'm dreaming of having, hey dad, just like the ones I used. to Cozy, Stanica Club Cozy, Stanica Club Cozy, Stanica Club Cozy, a I'm dreaming of having plant-based meal Just like the ones I used to eat Cozy Stonic Club, Cozy Stonic Club, Cozy Stonic Club. I'm dreaming of a vegan snickerdoodle with flax eggs and vegan butter. A Cozy Stonic Club. Cozy Stoney Club, Cozy Stoney Club, Cooley Stoney Club. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know. Where tree tops glisten, children. To watch the sleigh bells ringing in the snow.
2: live jw megawake show i am your host the Candyman, and tonight you're in for a special comedic treat we're gonna have a surprise comedic guest coming in here geared up for the holiday weekend coming up lots of exciting events We've got a comedy battle after the show we're going to be doing an ugly sweater stuff going down at evolve sf as well yeah sit back with some eggnog and some fireball in the box taking calls here 415-550-0511 Camp Friday, man. Camp Friday, Ugly Sweater Saturday. We've got Farmers Market on Sundays.
1: Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme.
2: And we are waiting. Special guest here. This is a uh, artist Carly Mari. She's going to be playing at the evolved SF. Playing at Muni Radio FM. That is Carly Mari, Muni Radio FM. We're gonna be playing another one of the uh, bands. Gonna be go- going through Evolve SF tomorrow. That is right before the Ugly Sweater at Tiki Desk. So we're gonna be doing that at 4:30, 4:30, 8 o'clock. This next band I'm gonna be playing here is um, Chives Vir- Viria. <laughs> Love that. And this song is called Comfortable Structure. Chives Vera, Live Media Radio FM. Kicking back in the box with some eggnog and some fireball awaiting a comedic guest here. We're going to play another track and open up the lines here. 415 550 0511. is 415 550 0511. This song is by a local band called The Revolution. They're going to be playing tonight in and Tracy. And they're also going to be back playing at Tiki Desk for this ugly sweater open mic that we're going to be doing just later on in the evening. Uh, the previous band we just played, they're going to be playing with Carly Mari in med school at the Evolve SF. That is right on 24th Street, right in the, right in the Mission. And then afterward, we're going to be doing an ugly sweater open mic so we're going to have some other local bands. We're going to have a Nalamora, a band called Nalamora, going to be opening up. We're going to be doing an open mic in between, which is a mixed open mic. We got comedy, uh, storytellers, hula hoopers, you name it. So it's going to be very Christmassy or very holiday-ish uh, this, um, this weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. This song is called Further. And it's by a local band called Revolution. And I'll talk a little bit more about that after this track. Mm That is Revolution Live Beauty Radio. I think everyone has a time-traveling song. Gosh, that's fun. Yeah. So, can you imagine um, being at the the band camp shell, listening to that with all those lights and so the band shell Gungay Park that's coming back. Everything's starting to come back a little bit. Um, it's great. Feels good. Feels good to be out there. I know um, there's a Christmas-themed uh, sweater at Amados tonight. Um that's going to be happening tonight. This is going to be the sweater weather weekend of all weekends. Well, I guess Santa Claus last week was pretty big, but people are dressed up as Santa Claus. Maybe the sweaters kind of yeah. So, um yeah. Have a fun exciting week ahead of us. I feel like it's appropriate We're coming up here in 420 um for this ugly sweater open mic that we are hosting tomorrow. Uh we're gonna have this band open up. And this is a song off their album, the party album. And so really looking forward to hearing Nalamora open up this uh sweater, ugly sweater themed open mic tomorrow. Can't be more excited. we got all the neighbors in on it. Um, trying to figure out how I even made that work. The neighbors are all gung ho about it. When does that happen? I feel like I've ever moved that. Maybe my neighbors want to be cool, but our neighbors. Um. Anyways, yeah. So this is a song called "The Munchies" and it's off the Party album. Now Lamora. Uni Radio, FM.
0: Case of death. I got the punch. When I smoke some weed, rubbing food releases All this dopamine in my brain Food tastes even better when you're high It's one of life's sweetest pleasures I'll end up with a huge load of dishes But I don't care cause the food's so delicious I just can't get enough of the taste I'll be puffing a J and then stuffing my face I got the munchies Yeah.
2: 20. I don't know what you guys are doing tonight But Modern Monsters That last band is going to be Playing at Ivy Room tonight In Albany It's going to be a rockin' show So if you're in Berkeley It's just a skip away Really fun Yeah That is tonight at the Ivy Room If you're not in Tracy If you're not out here in uh, the Mission District For some comedy battles here 21st in Florida where you're taking judges here at the corner and whoever wins wins to be on the bill for one of these outdoor comedy events that we've been hosting at these uh, restaurants and the latest one is uh Boozeland in the Tenderloin that is right next to Civic Center that is right across the street from that Phoenix Hotel the Chambers Right in the ballpark. Right there. Yeah. So that is gonna be on Thursday. It's gonna be the second and fourth Thursday. We're gonna be doing that. We have the uh Barn Dolores, the first and the third Thursdays. Yeah. Pam Tastic is killing it over here. We got this band uh coming in um next month. They're gonna be playing. There's so many venues. They are going to be playing at Eli's Mile High Club on January 15th. I never heard of this band. Psychic Hit. Looks, yeah, everyone's having fun here. Look at that. Look at the record art on this. This is fantastic. Uh, this is a song titled, Constiliation, off of their new record, uh, Saludo. And that is um, yeah, coming to town here. I go very far. Eli is a topic of its own there. Eli's My Hot Club right off of uh, Martin Luther King. That is right next to the MacArthur BART. Very close. Close to the lake, close to downtown. So they're going to be playing there on January 15th. That is an anthem there. Six, 30, six, 6 minutes and 30 seconds now. As a rockin' band. Eli's Mile High Club. January 15th. I'm for certainly gonna be there. they am gonna be playing with Psychic Hit and uh, Slipping Into the Darkness. Just great. Next band I was gonna play here. I always think it's fun when you meet the person, you meet the band members before you hear. The band, so this is going to be the first time for me even hearing this band, but I ran into one of the band members of this band in the back of El Rio, which riding that new friendship high for sure, uh, in the back of El Rio. Uh, there was a, it was a dark wave show and was it foo Nikki FM and I'm drawing a blank here. I don't want to leave anyone out. It was a dark wave show. Incredibly what a blast. Dark wave. Mobar Hayes. Mobar Hayes. Very theatrical. And I wanna yeah, I'll ruin it for you. But I I did meet the uh one of the band members of this band. Thank you. Come again. I'd seen their their name on a list somewhere. So when they said That they're in a band called Thank You Come Again. I was like, hey, wait a second. Did you guys just play a show at Balboa Theater this last Saturday? And yes, I guess there's only one Thank You Come Again here in San Francisco. And this song is off their EP record, Thank You Come Again, by Thank You Come Again. This song is called Creature. and That is thank you, come again, live Muni Radio FM. That is their latest EP that they just put out. And their guitar player, Danny, is the first ever Taco Mosh follower on Instagram. I don't even have a profile picture for it or anything. So, yeah, I got a bunch of pictures from that milk bar show a couple weeks back. That was our Taco Mosh debut. Very fun. Thank you. Come again. Where are they playing next? Human music from San Francisco, Conce- conceived in a lit cigarette, and birthed out of wow. A- oh. Wedlock, December. Wow, very mysterious. It's cool. So this, uh, this is another band I'd seen on this list, and I, I just the, the edible band names are fun. Uh, this song is called fake fruit so depending on if what is fake fruit could it be like a vegetable that someone's pretending like it's fruit but it's yeah so this band is called fake fruit this song is called i am the car they are right here local (laughs)
3: up for you.
2: That is fake fruit, uni radio FM. Kicking back here in the box here. With a comedian here, Annette Mulaney. Hello. Hello.
4: You don't gotta go so hard on the on the moo. Oh am I being
2: Oh yeah, that was great.
4: You guys Mulaney. Like like Mulaney. John.
2: Like John Mulaney.
4: Yeah, no relation. Different <laughs> spelling, but same pronunciation.
2: That's great. Yeah, so how long have you been in the comedy scene out here in San Francisco?
4: Uh, almost six years, actually.
2: Wow, yeah, that's a good amount of time. It's
4: been a hot minute. Although, like, do we count the last two? Sure. <laughs> do we count the first? You know, do we count the first year of COVID?
2: Sure. I, I definitely think that counts.
4: Spent, you know, I got unemployment. That was pretty sick.
2: That was amazing. Oh, that I extra six hundred bucks a month.
4: I feel like that was the best week. time for comics. Yeah, that was great. So many people I know were suddenly rolling in it.
2: Yeah, it was really funny. So what I did, and you know, at point I was going to go through uh, the Muni Radio Instagram. And I was like, okay, I got to get all the comedians on the, my show, and I think I I come across, uh, came across you, and then I'd seen something with your bumper that your bumper was missing.
4: Yes, yes. I uh, earlier this year, I was down in LA doing some comedy and uh, parked my car downtown in LA, came back to it. Bumper was off, like, half-lying on the ground. Someone did leave a note, and they did actually pay to get the bumper replaced, but it took a minute because I had to be down in San Diego, then I had to be back up here. So there was a good, like, week where I was driving around without a bumper. Uh, Wasn't too bad. I was still street legal. I <laughs> uh, did get pulled over by cops quite a bit who kept checking to see if I have insurance, which I do. It's shitty insurance, but I do have it. But, uh... <laughs> Apparently, you know, that might be an easy ticket to give.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the bumpers and um, the leg, too. You broke your leg as well.
4: Oof, the leg is a saga. I, uh, for two years, starting in July 2019, I started having pain in my leg. Oh, jeez. Uh, spent two years going to doctors, having surgeries, procedures, went through like, I'm talking like eight different doctors, 10 different diagnoses that didn't pan out. Finally, This year in March, uh, my mom suggested something, went and got it tested. Turns out I have it. My doctor fought me all the way. She was like, no, it's very rare, and only athletes get it, to which I was like, bitch.
2: Yeah, you're an athlete. (laughs)
4: Excuse me. (laughs) Uh, I can get overuse injuries. I had a surgery in July, and am now at the point where like, just this past couple weeks, I've been walking up to two miles. So I'm slowly on the mend. But It's like an injury that's it's super medically complicated and boring, which is the best medical story to tell.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure, but I'd seen some clips and I'm gosh, it's it's I don't know if somebody's it's perfect. I don't know. The the camera angles and everything, it just and so the uh it became some of your skit was that because your leg was broken. Yeah. Or something. And I was just I I would I don't know, I'm Maybe I shouldn't be laughing, but it's hard to tell when a comedian, you know, for me at least, like if someone's being serious or if they're joking, I was like the whole cast thing or the leg could be just a joke too. Yo, you know? So
0: many
4: people thought that. Like I, <laughs> I had two surgeries in the past year. I had a hip surgery and then I had um, a fasciotomy. Uh, so there was a good amount of time there. I was on crutches after both surgeries and I'm still doing comedy. Like I did.
2: That's I did, savage.
4: Yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do all day? Plus, uh, you know, people, producers have been really tight. I would roll up. They would basically sit me up in the back with my leg up. I would crutch up, do my set, crutch back down. People would bring me drinks, bring me food. Uh, So it was actually really nice. Like, I miss the crutches. But, yeah, so you have to address it, right? Because you crutch up and you can't just be like, dating's crazy, right? Um, But, yeah, a lot of people actually would come up to me afterwards and ask if the crutches were a prop and if I was faking it for the jokes, which... You know, don't get me wrong, the jokes were fine, but they weren't that fire to fake a whole injury.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wish I could remember. I mean, I've tried to repeat other comedians' jokes as well, and it, it just never it just is a backfire every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still
4: try it constantly, though.
2: <laughs> Jack Ferguson is probably the closest I can get to, like, being on point um, with his bipolar jokes. I am a big fan of the bipolar jokes. It's fun. But um, the, uh, the legs, it's just like... Yeah. It's pretty funny. It's really, um, there was a couple of times I was in a really shitty mood or something and maybe not a shitty mood, but I wasn't kind of in a down mood and I saw something that popped up and I'm like, that's freaking hilarious. Oh,
4: awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I found it really fun, right? Cause when you, when you come up with a crutch, the audience already, they're wondering about you. They already have a built-in sympathy for you. Um, I found that with the crutch, like I could go dirty immediately you know that was kind of my opener for a minute as i'd get up there and just talk about how much dick the crutches were attracting and the audience is immediately on your side because they're like oh we want that cripple to get it good job girl
2: <laughs> that was so funny there was one um that i'd seen you're on the street and you're doing the skit and then somebody had got this clip of you and you talked about how um you know you wanted to get a hug over the pandemic oh, yeah. and so it was it was just these these angles and what they whoever caught the moment, I just I don't think they could have never planned it. Like somebody and their dog walked like Oh man. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? You know yes. what I'm talking about. Oh that my was God. from
4: uh, the whole set is up is actually up on my YouTube. Um I'm glad you like the angle because that was not an artistic decision. That was back when all comedy was on the sidewalk, like last November. Oh yeah. And that was right after my hip surgery. Uh but yeah, so that was just because you know, had to set the camera up somewhere. So it's actually on the side. I've sent that clip in uh, to festivals and I've gotten feedback of like, hey, this is a really, this isn't a great angle, but we understand you're performing outside. It's the pandemic, so it's rough. Uh, But yeah, some of those outdoor shows, they were like the audiences were freezing to death, but so stoked to be out again. Like that was honestly one of my favorite times to perform was last fall when the city allowed for outdoor sidewalk performances, Uh, you know, obviously it's not the same thing as being inside, but people were just so happy to be out. I wrote some of my worst but best performing material at that time (laughs) because you just be like, hey guys, this sucks, right? And they'd be like, oh my God, we're just so happy to be outside the house.
2: Yeah, we we really adapted over here at Muni too. I'm sure, I don't know, we did some, we moved everything outside. So this, what has become a comedy battle used to be an open mic it still is an open mic mm-hmm. you know at six o'clock so Pam Tastic does that at, at six o'clock but when everything when you couldn't go inside we started doing it outside and that was so much fun and right here in the, the mission too, Red right 21st you know street here there's a lot of foot traffic mm-hmm. so you get a lot of people just like walking by there's people just driving by they look over they just sit at the stop sign and like for the punchline.
4: It's fun. Sometimes it gets a little, I've been at outdoor shows where like people on the street start yelling. I was at one where there was like a fight down the street. Uh, there's what been was some, this? Uh, this was over at um, the milk bar.
2: Oh yeah. The hate. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So there's been, <laughs> there's been some, uh, you know, there's some colorful characters uh, walking around San Francisco. I'm sure uh, many people have heard from Fox news. Uh, so you know people will sometimes cut in a few times there's been someone who uh really hated what a comedian said and comes over and starts yelling that's always a you know usually indoors you have some amount of crowd control and outdoors you're just like yeah. here we go this
2: is <laughs> yeah there's no control yeah it's it's it could be tough the uh yeah. Yeah, Milk Bar, gosh, I think, um, so I went there, it was some sort of, I think it was Hate on the uh, Street Debates, Hate Street Debates, I think Connor, he runs those, so.
4: Oh, that's a great show, that's one of my favorites, it's so fun to do, every Tuesday, I still think it's going on, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's still going on, and they moved it inside, but at one point, they had it outside, Mm -hmm. and I remember it was during the pandemic, and I was like, I asked a friend, I was like, hey, do you want to go to this comedy thing with me? And it was twenty five dollars a ticket, which you know isn't that bad. But I was just thinking, like, what well, I'm going to pay twenty five bucks, and then if I buy a couple of drinks, I'm going to be like a hundred bucks deep. I go there and I showed them the ticket, and they said it comes with two drinks and a snack.
1: Yes. <laughs> and I was just like, that's the,
2: that's like the best experience. Like the experience is great. I was like, oh, twenty five bucks. I'm like it's kind of, it's not expensive, but it's not cheap. And then mm-hmm. you show up, and it's like it felt like a, you know, one the stuffed animal machine at Chuck E. Cheese or something. Like, I just, like, felt like a kid again. Mm-hmm.
4: Well you need those two drinks if you're going to be out. Like, it gets cold, man. That <laughs> – <laughs> it was – I felt bad for people sometimes because we were doing these shows outdoors last, you know, December, January, February, and you would see people – I mean, San Francisco, obviously, it's not as cold as a lot of the country, but it gets cold. And you would – we would put on the tickets, please, you know, please bundle up. We would distribute blankets – and by the end of the night, you would just see people like smiling but almost unable to engage with the comics because they were just so cold.
2: Yeah. Gosh, it was cold. It got so cold uh, out oh, here.
4: I can't believe how cold it is right now. I just got in, I've been in Mexico, got in last night. Uh the fuck is this shit, man?
2: Oh yeah. It's
4: freezing. Uh
2: a friend of mine actually, um, he had bought his girlfriend's car off her for two hundred bucks, helped her move up to uh washington dc mm-hmm. and he was about to do the cross-country trip by himself all the way back across the country and i was working from home and going stir crazy and i was like fuck i need to get out of here and so i jumped on a plane and we did the cross-country trip together across the country
4: oh nice and
2: um going through like the desert it was a hundred and freaking six degrees or something mm-hmm. And there was no air conditioning in the car. So I remember I was just like, oh my God, it was so hot. And we rolled up to the Bay Area. It was just like, holy shit, this is freezing. I remember just like, I was so cold. And I think it was more just the, um, the shock. I was like going from 106 to like mm-hmm. 60 degrees.
4: Well, also like, I'm from the Midwest and I've been out here for oh, really? over a decade. Yeah, I'm from Michigan originally. Oh, cool. been here for 13 years though. Um, but when I say because I'm always cold here and I complain about it constantly because you should always complain about what you can't change. Uh, (laughs) And people give me shit. They'll be like, aren't you from Michigan? But the cold here is colder than the cold there.
2: Is it the wind ratio? It's the wind. humidity. It's
4: the humidity. It's also people like they built every building in this town as though they didn't understand that it's going to be 50 degrees constantly. Like, you go inside, and it's the same temperature as outside. Shit is, like, 1904 when they built the building I live in. Apparently, they did not believe in insulation. They did not believe in weatherproofing. Like, you go inside, and it's just as cold as it is outside.
2: Wow. So,
4: I feel like 48 here feels colder than 48 in the Midwest.
2: You might have some bad insulation, it sounds like. Oh, no, we have
4: no insulation. I'm talking, like, (laughs) we've tried to do stuff, like, put, you know, stuff over the windows, but... You hear the windows rattle at night, and I've I've lived in I don't know six different apartments in San Francisco. None of them has ever been well sealed. I mean, two, they've all been older apartments, but like things are not built for heat here, and they need to be.
2: Yeah, I think I got I got lucky. I've only been in two apartments since I've been in San Francisco about ten years, and um. I lived in the Tenderloin mm-hmm. before I moved to my place, and they're calling Bernal Heights now. I guess some, somebody—I'm not ageist or anything—but someone said they lived there their whole life, and it was, they always called it Bernal Heights. Where I'm at,
4: is it but not Bernal Heights?
2: It is technically, but for me, I always considered El Rio to be Outer Mission. But they're calling that Bernal Heights.
4: Oh, I see it though. I lived—I yeah. used to live close to there on Coso.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I Which really is, love it there. Yeah.
4: I've also heard it referred to as La Lengua.
2: But we, like that yeah, little triangle. That, yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
4: But yeah, I think it's kind of a, if you call it Bernal, if you call it, I feel like Outer Mission is more south, personally. But I'm not. Yeah,
2: But Bernal's sandwiched in between the mission and the Outer Mission.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know.
2: But uh, I lived in this little, uh, this building it was built. It was originally a hotel mm-hmm. back in 1927. It was built in 1927. And uh, the property manager actually, I think, lived in my Unit before I moved in, so the window was like double pane. But I was like on the top floor of this, um, you know, 11, 12 story building. I was at the top, and surprisingly, aside from you know getting past the really old, janky elevator that you felt like you're in Twilight Zone every you're going up, you're like, God, I hope I don't die. Basically, mm-hmm. um, that it was pretty warm. But um my my place now is freaking it gets pretty cold.
4: My place is at le- during when it's nice and sunny and warm out, my place is like at, at least five, ten degrees colder. Always. It just doesn't get good morning sun, so it doesn't heat up. And then it just like I can feel as I'm in my room, I can feel the heat getting sucked out the windows. Just rough man.
2: Yeah, so I um I went to and got this heater, and I didn't think that you know getting a heater would be very expensive. I want to say I think I bought a heater before. This one they had at Best Buy. I was like, okay, that's the one I want. You know, it's like it, you know, that's gonna be able to do it. That could be an air conditioning. That could be a heater. That could be just um, a filter. Just filters out the air. What do they call it? An air know, filter. An air filter or something. <laughs> yeah, it had like a filter to like to clean the air. And I went, and I I didn't even look at the price. I'm just like, I just I need this. And I got to the front. And they said, six hundred dollars. Damn. And I was like, holy shit. Well, I need this. I'm freezing. And um, yeah.
4: I have a space heater. I definitely didn't spend that much for it, but I also live in fear of setting, of it setting something on fire. I've set fire to a bed before with an electric blanket.
2: I remember those. I used to have one a long time ago.
4: I want to get one but i've been real gun shy ever since i oh, did that geez. it's been it's been over it was over a decade ago i set fire to this bed and it didn't like it smoldered uh you know like there was smoke rising from it i didn't see hardly any flames uh but i've kind of ever since then just been real like ah maybe maybe i'll forgo the electric blanket plus it makes it so hard to get out of bed yeah already all right, I just got to, to Mexico, you... man. Mexico's dope.
2: Yeah, I love Mexico. I feel like, you know, I have a passport, but I've only been to Mexico.
4: This is my first time to Mexico. I was pretty Seriously? Yeah. Wow. I was pretty stoked. I mean, I guess okay. Technically, a few years ago I had a 25-hour layover in Mexico City. Thanks. So I went out, partied, went to some clubs, didn't sleep, got on the plane. But, you know, I Is that a time or is that like an exposure?
2: Yeah, I feel that way. Like I've, I've done that before, layover in some places. Mexico City seems really fun though.
4: It, I mean, my, my 25 hours, it was so fun. It was a Sunday night and I managed to party until sunrise. Uh, just walked out, staying at a hostel, walked out in a direction, found some fun people, started talking to strangers. They took us to a party. They took us to another party. Had a great time uh that you know i've heard there's a lot more in mexico city i'd love to go back one day and visit you know like the museums and uh <laughs> do the tourist the culture thing. and do the tourist things but for a quick layover it was pretty it was pretty fucking dope
2: yeah and
4: that's i was fun. on my way down to carnival in brazil so it was like a good way to get the party started oh sweet yeah it's pretty
2: that's fun yeah i um last time i went to mexico i went to tulum Oh yeah. Yeah, flew into Cancun, stayed a night in Playa del Carmen, and Tulum. Mm -hmm. That was so fucking awesome.
4: Did you go see the ruins and shit?
2: Yeah, the Mayan ruins. Yeah, that was that was cool.
4: I swear to God, every influencer like lives there. Every fitness influencer. Really? Yes. I don't know. In Tulum or Tulum. Yeah. Like, there's a famous. Actually, it's like a dream of mine now to go there because there's a famous gym on the beach where all of the equipment is like made, it looks like it's made of wood. It's called the Jungle Gym. Uh, It looks really cool, but it's a beacon for influencers, which works. That's the only reason I know of it.
2: That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine going back there now. I mean, that would be so much, yeah. I've definitely overdue. That's oh, been since like 2016.
4: Oh wow, you've been elsewhere in Mexico?
2: Um, So, you know, other than I did have a layover in Mexico City, but yeah, those are the three places I've been. That was sick. Like Cancun, I actually think I went there for my my high school, like, what do you call that thing?
4: Reunion?
2: Oh no, it's like, no, it was uh, when you graduate. It's your senior trip or something. Oh I don't really? Know. Yeah, I mean, it was a long, long time ago.
4: Damn, that's dope.
2: Okay. Yeah, it was a hurricane actually. That the time that we went there, there was a hurricane. Our um, hotel got evacuated, and you know we were over eighteen, so that was kind of the big hype of going to Mexico is so that you could drink, mm-hmm. but all the bars were closed, <laughs> and they wouldn't sell alcohol for mm-hmm. some reason. I was just like, oh shit, this whole resort we came here. The iguanas were like squirrels,
4: oh, down just there. everywhere. Yeah, I had a lot of geckos in my place. Uh... Just yesterday, I was like getting ready to take a shower, and one dropped from the ceiling right in front of me. Scared the shit out of me. But they're pretty nice, generally. Yeah. Iguanas, they can bite, right?
2: You know what is? I don't know. I, I, I uh, my neighbor growing up had an iguana. It seemed pretty nice, but maybe if they're wild, they might go crazy.
4: Oh man. I. Ugh. Uh, I feel. I just. I don't know. I don't want to be. I don't want to be here right now. Want to be back in Mexico.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: My Spanish even got better. Uh, which is was not hard to do because it was pretty non-existent. You speak any Spanish? See. Sí. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I did get really. I did get told several times that I have uh, well, at one point, quote, the most gringa accent a person had ever heard. That was <laughs> pretty crushing to my ego. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, but they followed it up with like, "No, no, but I mean, you speak very well." For someone with that accent, like normally, if people have that accent, they wouldn't talk at all.
2: What does that sound like? I just.
4: I. Como asi?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I started. I started putting it on. Like I was. Uh, I was hanging. I went to. Uh, I had some friends who worked at a restaurant and went to like their employee appreciation dinner, and you know everyone's talking all spanish and i'm like trying to follow along and they were kind of like oh my god your accent's so gringa and i was like wait <laughs> ser mas gringa they were like no, you can't funny. and then oof so i started laying it on real thick and that's that's right now my only joke in spanish is just speaking with the worst accent imaginable cracks me up
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny that's great hola hola there you go oh my god that's ridiculous oh my first word was spanish your first yeah it was hola that was my first word oh, first word i thought it was my first word i ever said i had a spanish babysitter and um yeah yeah so i wanted to um, play another track and we're kind of winding down to the end of the show and then we're gonna hit the road to tracy going to tracy that'll be fun
4: will am I,
2: it am okay. I, Good. yeah oh it's gonna be a blast yeah i got plenty of um yeah we should be able to entertain ourselves so this is a uh another artist this is a local artist nikki fm saw them at el rio just the uh this last week they have some shows coming up in 2021 this song is called blood work this is off their lp That is Nikki FM Live Beauty Radio. And that is, yeah, they are a local band, like a DJ kind of thing. It was really fun. Oh, okay. It's a trip, El Rio. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're at, but there's stuff going up now. I mean, like the Knockout Room. I was just there the other day. There's some bands I'd never even seen or heard of before. I was like, holy shit, they fucking rock.
4: Man, I have not been to a live music show since COVID. Between the COVID and like being injured on crutches, I was just not fucking with music jo- uh venues. But yeah, I got to start looking into that again cuz that was one of my favorite things to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's back. I know you only been back from Mexico for what, how many hours?
4: Uh not I've been back for about t- t- I would say 18 hours.
2: 18 hours. So, yeah, it's just coming back. Yeah. Stuff is starting to come back again.
4: And I'm out again Sunday.
2: <laughs> wow. So. so we are um, winding down to the end of the show here. And we're going to be playing back a Tiki Desk concert. This is a jazzy Tiki Desk with a Gavin Holleran quartet. Annette... And I are going to be hitting the road out to Tracy. should be exciting. I'm a big road tripper.
4: Yeah, come out to Tracy. Watch us at a place.
2: Yeah, Tracy in the middle of nowhere. Come on out. Or find
4: us on uh, the Instagram.
2: Yes, what's your Instagram handle? My
4: Instagram is H-O underscore G-R-A-M-M-E-R. That's ho underscore grammar. Like a bro grammar, (laughs) but a lady.
2: The ho grammar.
4: I, I love it I just got a new job And my handle at work Is also ho underscore grammar And it makes all of my Oh
2: my god that's hilarious All of
4: my coworkers Clearly very uncomfortable None of them have asked me about it They're scared to bring it up
2: <laughs> Well in Spanish it's Joe
4: It's Joe grammar
2: <laughs> Oh my gosh Yeah
4: Yo soy grammar
2: I'm not trying to be a hoe, You know
4: my uh, the joke I tell myself because it means that sometimes people know me from Instagram they show up at a show and they'll be like
3: what's your real name I don't want to
4: say hey ho but your moniker is ho grammar uh, but the j- reason I did originally is the joke is I program for money
2: oh that's great yeah that's <laughs> yeah, really fun sunk lightning that is my candy theme and we will catch you next week we got the Gavin Holl- Hollering Quartet right here All this- perhaps by Charlie Parker
1: Bop by Fats Navarro, great Bebop, player. We're going to continue things with, um, actually, funny enough, uh, where we're located right now. So we're uh, we're going to play a tune by the great
2: pianist, Theo Petrucciani,
3: titled On Top of the Roof. <laughs>
2: With Larry chin yeah. laying it down,
1: we have uh, Jeff Saxton on base, and the very one and only, very famous Chris Cortez.
3: BEEP <laughs>
0: off? I think it's off. It's not? It's on? Okay. Can you hear me? Good, good, good. We'll check. One, two, one, two, one, two.
3: How does this one sound? Does
0: this sound good? All right.
3: Thank you.